0: Informative podcast all about training working dogs look no further than the lwdg pod dog this weekly show is hosted by me joe Parrott, founder of the ladies working dog group and i chat to experienced trainers and experts in the field who will give you helpful tips and advice whether you're just getting started or you've been working with dogs for years this podcast will have something for you so pull up a chair pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to lwdg pod dog let us help you build a better bond with your best friend. Hello and welcome to another episode of LWDG Poddog. This evening I am joined by the amazing Becky Brunton, who is going to be talking to us about never giving up on your dreams. Welcome, Becky. Hi. So, Becky... Never Giving Up on Your Dreams is a very broad title for our podcast this evening. Tell us a little bit more about your background before we go into the podcast itself. Um, so, I've had
1: dogs now for uh, seven, eight years. Um, I've recently started gun dog training uh, since I got Luna, actually. Um, so, she's now three years old. Um, and we started off just doing it for fun and obedience more than they think um, and then very quickly worked out that she absolutely loves it and so did I um, and the next thing you know you know I'm I'm in tweed and do berries and I've got a four by four um, and you know now absolutely love it live for it and um, so that's me.
0: So your dogs before him there were they Gun or working dogs? No, playing? they
1: were purely pets and agility dogs. Um, so, yeah, she's my first gun dog. She was actually bought as an agility dog, um, but she needed something much more mentally stimulating than just doing agility once a week. Um, so that's why we went down the gun dog route. And yeah, now she um, absolutely
0: loves it. So, when you first decided to go down the gun dog route, because obviously that was a different route to where you had intended. How did you find your way into the world?
1: Um, I actually bumped into someone um, in the park local to me doing, you know, gun dog stuff, was throwing dummies, was blowing whistles, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I inquired with him about it. And we started doing a little bit of training together. Um, and he suggested going to see uh this professional trainer that he was seeing. Um so I started going to see him. I knew absolutely nothing about it. One of his first questions to me over the phone was, do you want to beat, trial or pick up? And I didn't even know the difference. Um, so I, I said to him, you know, my my life is in your hands. Basically, tell me what I need to know. I've got a Spaniel and that's about it, really. Um, and yeah, so then I started going to see him and Luna progressed and progressed
0: and progressed, basically. So when, you know, even that question alone, like I sort of giggled then, because I remembered what I was like right at the beginning. And, you know, it is a a world of, um, shall we say, not sayings, but words that are very much specific to the industry, like dogging in and all these types of things. And if you're not from the sport or have had nothing to do with it, it is very hard at the beginning to understand the lingo, isn't it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I speak to my, my non-dog friends and they say, you know, what did you do at the weekend? And I said, Oh, I went beating. And they're like, you went whatting? Uh-uh. Um, you know, and they just, and then you have to explain, you know, you walk through undercover and you beat bushes and all this kind of stuff and find the birds and yeah. And stuff like dogging in, people find the term dogging in that don't know what dogging in is absolutely hilarious. So um <laughs> I know when I went to watch some friends dogging in a little while ago, I said to my bosses that I was off dogging in. And so now it's called dogging because, you know, (laughs) they have absolutely no idea what dogging in was. And they thought it was absolutely hilarious. Um, So it's now a bit of a a standing joke
0: at work. Right at the beginning, when I was trying to explain to people, especially like my gran and stuff, she'd say, what have you done on the weekend? And I would go, I would try to explain. And then I just realised it's easier to say, just went for a really long walk up the mountains with my dog.
1: Yeah. yeah I've I've taken the
0: dogs out that's that's generally how I get around it now (laughs) okay so when we're talking about don't give up on your dreams really really positive title to this podcast but the the positivity we're going to get to it didn't start like
1: that did it no not at all well it did and then it went downhill very quickly and drastically um and it's been a, a very long, hard, painful slog, basically, to um
0: get back to where I was. Um so for the listeners to understand, you're going along to, to dog training with Luna. She's young, you're in a new sport, trying to work your way around. Everything's going swimmingly right at the beginning. So what changed? So I obviously
1: went to see my trainer. He knew I knew absolutely nothing. So when you know he said, jump I said how high basically and he said oh we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and you know I thought oh my god my dog's amazing it's doing all of these things you know and I started off in the the bronze dog group and I very quickly because I was doing groups alongside one-to-ones and I very quickly shot up into the gold and the platinum and in the one-to-ones we were shooting over her all sorts and she was absolutely amazing you know and I was going home you know, on top of the world, basically thinking I've got, you know, the best dog on the planet. Um, But one day it was like someone had flicked a switch um, and all of a sudden she couldn't even sit to a dummy being thrown. And for, for me to see that, you know, last week she was being shot over and retrieving rabbits to literally not being able to throw a dummy without her running in was like, you know, really confusing. You know, and I thought down all the pain routes and veterinary routes and behavioural routes and all that kind of thing. And I had a really long discussion with my trainer about it. And he said, oh, you know, he said this happens quite a lot, actually, to um, young high drive dogs that, you know, we've probably pushed him, uh, her a bit too fast, basically. And we've completely blown her brains. Um, so I said, right, well, what do we do now? Because obviously, having never done anything like this before, I I don't know how to fix it basically. So again, my life is still in his hands in terms of my dog training with, with her. Um, and he said, well, basically if she moves, you can either go and pick her up, um, and give her an absolute boot and put her back where she broke so that she learns not to break again. Um, and if she's repetitive in the behavior, then we put an electric shock collar on her. um, now for someone that knows nothing about you know if i wasn't a strong enough person to say you're not shocking my dog with an electric collar it kind of worries me that actually people would just nod their heads and say oh yeah okay you know i'll i'll put an electric collar on or I'll go and pick my dog up and kick it in the stomach and so i came home feeling a little bit deflated and i thought oh, you know there's got to be another way we've done it once before we surely we can do it again so i uh Went trainer hunting basically, Um, and subsequently found two other trainers that both said, "Yeah, you know, we'll do it." And I explained the full story, and you know, we know she can do it. You know, I've got videos and all sorts of her doing it. Um, They said, "You know, yeah, we'll we'll do it, we'll do it." And um, after about two or three weeks, they were like, "No, she's too high drive. Definitely need an electric collar."
0: So if I start with this, so you've gone from this lovely little bitch who is flying, who's busting a gut to do everything she can for you, who is making you super, super proud, to something switching in her mind, and their response to her isn't a positive one that is going to align to what you've been doing with her before. We've gone full extreme now, haven't we? Women are like, she's going up to platinum, she's amazing, she's wonderful, and now they're saying... Something's changed. Less be quite rough with her. Yeah. Um, For you that I, must have been like, wait a minute. This this dog is my, you know, my world. I leave here normally feeling like on top of the world. You, you know, I know what it's like when you've had an amazing session. You're like, oh my god, you can't stop beaming. You know, the world is right, and you've gone from that to the other end of the thing where they're suggesting you hurt her.
1: Yeah. Um, and actually, the the week, the lesson before um, she went wrong, I was actually running my dog alongside my trainer's dog um, in a, a sort of trialing format, as it were. Um, and his dog went wrong and he went after it and he picked it up by the ears and he booted it in the stomach and he threw it back on the floor. And he actually said to me when... Um, we were discussing, you know, ways to fix Luna, basically, um, you know, do exactly what I did to his dog, uh, you know, the week before. And I thought, you know, and watching that made my heart wrench. You know, I thought that poor dog. Um, and it, as soon as he started saying all this and electric collar and I just thought, you know, we we've got her here before. Surely there's got to be a way to get her back here again, basically.
0: Um, yeah so this is going from they're not they're not offering any type of positive correction or any type of understanding or anything it's just literally our our answer to this is to be brutal with that
1: yep that was that was my options basically um
0: for a new person obviously it is very, very lucky that you're the strength, but you can understand why a lot of people go, well, you're the gun dog trainer and this is a gun dog. So if that's what you're saying I should do, then, then maybe I should do it. And they would understandably feel absolutely remorseful while this is going on. You've stuck up for yourself, gone to two other trainers who are pretty much saying, you know, the, the, the words high drive is enough to maybe worry some people, but you know, I think Spangles as a whole set a pretty much high drive. Where did you go from there? Because now you've been to three people who are offering options of like hurting her. Wait, you must have been feel feeling so deflated. So where did you go? Yeah, so unfortunately the bad stuff
1: doesn't stop there. I um I was talking to a friend of mine and he recommended uh, this judge that apparently has got, you know, the bee's knees ground for Spaniels on in England. Um, And he's the best person to go and see. He's, he's a trialing judge. He's trialed all this kind of thing. So I phoned this guy up and I explained the problems and explained and he said, Oh yeah, yeah, I can fix it. You know, come down. So three hours I drove to go and see him, you know, all hopeful. We sat down for an hour and we went through like everything you can possibly imagine, what my cues are, where I train, what time I train, how often I train, you know, literally everything. And he wrote it all down and all that kind of stuff. And then he said, right, get the dog out. So I went and got the dog out and he asked me to hunt up um, in this little cover bit. And I did. And she was absolutely perfect. And he turned around and he genuinely said to me, he said, you could you could wipe the floor with trials with that dog. And I said, yeah, I could but I can't get a bum to sit on the floor basically at the moment. And that's my problem. And, um, so he said, right, okay, sit her up there and he got the dummy launcher out. And I said, I, I can guarantee you she's going to break for this, you know, this retrieve. And he said, that's all right. I'll stop her. So he fired the dummy launcher and lo and behold, Luna went flying after it and he ran after her growled and, you know, shouted at her and it, it, it didn't stop her and it, it never has stopped her. Um, And I said, that's, that's my problem. And, um, so we did a few more exercises and afterwards he came up to me and he said, right. He said, you've got three options. He said, your first option is to sell her to someone that knows what they're doing. Um, he said, because you can't handle that dog. Your second option is to put her in for residential training for at least six weeks to fix her. Um, and then, you know, you can have her back. Um, And your third option is to work hard. He said, and I, and I, when I said to him, I have tried to work hard. He said, you don't know what hard work is yet. Um, And and that was my options basically. So I was told to deliberate over them um, and let him know what I wanted to do basically. So I, I turned away, I drove three hours home and I cried the entire way home basically.
0: I, you know, I'm aware of this story, which is why I asked you to do the, this podcast. But even as I'm hearing it again, it, it it must have been so so painful because it's hard enough for somebody when you've got a dog that's frustrating that's never done it right. It, it's it's so it can be so frustrating because you still can't get it quite right. But there's you with a dog that you know can do this, has done this, has done this perfectly. Something's gone wrong. And then you've got trainers saying, well, we can we can hurt her. And now a new tra- trainer saying, no, now possibly. Well, all three options basically saying the, the, the issue is with you. And again, you've already done this with the dog. You know you and the dog can work as a team to do this. You must have been like, is there ever going to be an answer to this?
1: Yeah, I mean, my drive home, basically, I just thought, you know, what have I done? I I basically blamed myself because I thought there must have been something because I know the dog can do it. You know, and every trainer you go and see in the country nine times out of 10 says it's the handler and it's not the dog. And I was just blaming myself, basically. And it made me feel awful because I know she can do it. And I thought I'm letting her down. Maybe I, you know, never in a million years would I sell her. But the thought crossed my mind of, you know, am I giving the dog her what she needs and her true potential, basically? Um, and it was actually a, a post I put on um, LWDG squad group um, literally the following day because I was just still so upset and everyone was saying to me that, at the end of that day, you know, end of the day, you can see that that dog idolizes you. I think I put a photo up of me and her. Um, and, you know, everyone could 100% guarantee that she would rather live a pet life with me than she would live a gun dog life with, um, you know, with a, a trainer that's going to beat her or put an electric collar on her. Um, and so actually that really cheered me up and I thought Do you know what and it kind of gave me the the kick up the bum and the motivation to say no we're we're going to find a way there is there has got to be a way of doing this and we're going to find it together basically
0: so you absolutely by this point the the super not super confident but the super happy person leaving the grounds before is now just in yourself you've basically lost your confidence your words you basically blaming yourself you don't know how to put the dog right every single person offering you a solution is basically saying you've got to be cruel to her but and so far as far as I can understand nobody's actually given you anything positive you can do about this problem no nothing at all (laughs) so you're genuinely considering like you said from from what the squad said the squad are absolutely great really really good at supporting everybody in the team that's what we do but like they're saying to you like even if she's a pet you know it's still not it's not answer so so where where do we where did you go from there is it like you're like right now Luna's gonna be my pet for life or how did you move forward?
1: Yeah so I actually went out um for a beer with um some shooting friends of mine and I was discussing you know various issues and they said well At the end of the day, you know, she picks up game perfectly and, you know, she hunts like a demon. So why don't you just come to our local, you know, family run syndicate shoot, let her pick up and just enjoy her. Um, You know, no pressure. If it goes wrong, it goes wrong. But she's on a lead, so she doesn't need to worry about being steady and she gets to do what she wants, you know, and what you want her to do at the end of the drive and pick up birds to her heart's content. And to begin with, I thought they'd gone completely and utterly mad. But actually, the more I kind of played it over my head, I thought, you know what, if actually if I just take the pressure off completely, then maybe we can, you know, find a way to build everything back up. So I actually went and did a season picking up with her on a really small you know it was sort of like 50 bird days um and she was out of this world you couldn't ask for a better picking up sweeping dog she was absolutely fantastic and I did a lot of other shoots as well just beating you know by myself um and obviously got to meet a lot of people in the shooting community and I spoke to a lot of people about trainers and my issues and, you know, this, that and the other. And the same name kept on cropping up every time, you know, various people from all over the sort of South Coast. And I thought, right, I'm going to speak to this man. He's, he's my last hope, basically, at getting her steady. So I phoned him up um, and explained my issue. And he said, you know, come along. And we'll see see what she's like. Um, and I've never looked
0: back, in all honesty. So so tell us a little bit more about this, because obviously you must have been quite reserved thinking, oh, God, not another trainer. What is he going to say? Because you've had a season now and you're, you've you still not solved the problem, but you and Luna are having fun and probably a little bit of confidence back. Was you really worried contacting him? I was hesitant
1: yes but I kind of had the confidence that his name had cropped up so many times that I thought actually he he must be good either he's going to be good and he's going to fix the problem or he's going to be good and you know just tell me that there's an electric collar issue again and you know but he's still a good trainer sort of thing and I thought right okay so he said come along um and so I took all four of mine along and we had like a little assessment with all four of them and the, the pups were like real pups then. So they didn't you know, sort of need much, but we got Luna around. And he said, right, is this the problem dog? And I said, yeah. So he said, right, hunt her up through here. And I thought I've heard this before. Here we go. Um, so hunted her up and he said, right, you know, blow the stop whistle a few times and she stops perfectly on the stop whistle as long as nothing's being thrown. And he said, right, blow the stop whistle and I'm going to throw this tennis ball out. And that's when I kind of felt the blood pressure rise because I thought I know exactly what she's going to do. And lo and behold, she didn't fail me. She um, broke off of the tennis ball, but she brought it straight back. And he said to me, right, there's your problem. And I was like, oh, God, please don't, you know, don't say you're going to electric collar or beat her or something. And he said, no, he said, the problem is she's trying so much to please you um, that she's breaking because she thinks the quicker she gets the retrieve, the happier you will be. He said, if she had broken and gone for that retrieve and then gone off into the woods and chewed it or something like that, um, then it would be a different story. He said, but that dog has flown out for a retrieve and thrown itself back at you to take it so that she can go and get another one. I was like, oh, okay, no one said that before. You know, everyone's just said she's a naughty dog for breaking. No one's kind of broken it down into the bigger picture before. So I then started to relax and, you know, okay, well, she does this and she does this and she does this. So he said, basically, what we've got to do is actually teach her that you would be happier for her to sit her bum on the floor until you release her for a retrieve um and I thought oh finally there's you know that there's there's common sense coming out of someone that doesn't involve beating my dog up or or electrocuting it um so we did some exercises and he wrote me up like a little training plan and said to him if any time or day, you know, that I want to text him and say help because I'm stuck, um, then you know, do this. He gave me some exercises to do with two people. Um, he also gave me some exercises that I can do by myself because I live alone and I don't really have anyone sort of, you know, within five minutes that I can train with very often. Um so and it was really good. And I've seen him fortnightly ever since.
0: You must have been like Oh my Lord, I understand the problem. And once you understand the problem, because up until this point, nobody's even explained to you why she's even doing it. But now you've like got you've got something that you understand plus a plan to put it right. What was the plan? What did you have to do? Why how did you slow her back down?
1: Yeah, so he said um basically what I was doing when I first turned up to him was putting too much pressure on her. So growling at her when she broke, shouting at her when she broke, being too sort of forceful in my voice when I said sit sort of thing. He said, what you actually need to do is completely take all the pressure off of her because she started doing things like um, anxiously eating grass. If I held her in a sit too long and he said, she's, she's doing that because she doesn't think she's pleasing you because she's not finding something for you. So she's anxiously eating grass so that you release her to go and find something for you. Um, So he said, basically, you need to completely take all the pressure off and go really soft on her and just keep on reassuring her. So we basically, we took it back almost to puppy steadiness um, in terms of, you know, just putting a tennis ball on the floor and rewarding her for sitting still while I then pick the tennis ball up putting the tennis ball back on the floor, rewarding her and then letting her have it. And then, you know, mixing it up. And we completely broke it back down as if she was a five-month-old puppy again. Um, But, um, you know, rewarding her all the time for sitting down and reassuring her that sitting down was actually okay. And,
0: And we just, we've built it back up from there. I can see her in, in the camera with you. She absolutely adores you, doesn't she? She's just like, you are the best mum in the world. Let me kiss you. Let me love you. She, she is just so besotted by you.
1: She is literally my left-hand side. She doesn't ever leave me, ever.
0: So you went back to, to what the trainer suggested. You start doing it. How quickly did you see her start to... Relax, because to be fair to you, if I go back a little bit on that question the way you've been growling at her and being not not rough with her, but being quite boisterous in your behavior that's because so far you've only had trainers that told you that
1: yeah so every trainer since has been you know she's a hard dog she needs pressure putting on her she needs shouting at she's growling at she needs a kennel mentality where she gets shut in a cage until um she's allowed to come out and train because then she'll want to spend that 15 minutes trying to please you and all this kind of stuff. Um, so everything up to seeing my new trainer was pressure, 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 you know, use your body language to get over the top of her all the time and sort of almost make her submit underneath you. And, um, yeah. And, and my new trainer was like, don't do any of that. Basically completely take all of the pressure off, reassure her, love her, you know, tell her you love her, tell her she's a good girl, reward her with food, you know, do whatever you need to do to make her understand that sitting on the floor is actually what you want. Yes, you want her to go and get her the retrieve, but you want her to sit on the floor until you say, go and get the retrieve, basically.
0: So what was it like when you got to the point where she actually did sit when you threw something? Well, actually, by the end of that,
1: First lesson, she was sitting quite nicely to um, my trainer throwing a retrieve with her kind of sat out in in stop in front of me. And I I couldn't believe it. I literally, I was like, there is my dog. That is what, that's what she can do.
0: So how how old was she by this point? Uh,
1: So she's just turned three and I started seeing him
0: about five months ago. So you had a solid year where you were unable to fix this problem that's so all you've yeah. heard is it's the dog you need to be all over you know you need to be all over. all right you need to to bully her you need to this 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 and this um and then in in one lesson the dog is starting to get what you want yeah
1: I drove home from that lesson and I cried for a totally different reason that I'd cried when I left the judge um, I have never been so happy in all my life. And I thought, you know what? Now we can do this.
0: Had you given up? Like, look how many times you could have given up. You could have gone two routes. You could have started bullying the dog. And from what I can see of her and what you've told me, and um, from my very limited knowledge, I think she would have probably got worse, not better. And Or you could have gone down this sort of like three homer, all these types of things. You could have gone all the way down all those different routes what kept you pushing
1: through her? The fact that she is my pride and joy. And I and when I came home from the Spaniel judge, I thought to myself, do you know what? I'm not selling her is not an option. She's my absolute pride and joy. You know, I worship the ground that this dog walks on. And if we just spend our life hunting tennis balls in long grass and we go out on tiny shoots in the season on a lead then that's what we'll do because if that's what keeps her happy and keeps her with me then that's what we'll do
0: so we're now five months with this new trainer where are we now with with you know you called her, that said that the trainer said she was a problem dog. She's, she's nowhere near a problem dog. You've now had the support you needed to, to correct the, the, the challenge she was facing. Where are we now five months on?
1: Um, so we are now actually aiming for working tests and trials. Um, she is sitting to flush. She's sitting to whistle solidly. And she's sitting to shot again, um, all by herself. Uh, We have now got to start adding in uh, another dog, because obviously adding in the extra dog adds in competition. Um, But we want to make sure 100% that, you know, she is 99.9% solid in her steadiness before we add the extra dog in. But we're actually hoping, and I will be absolutely a nervous wreck but we are actually hoping to trial potentially at the end of this coming trialing season.
0: a round of applause I'm so so thrilled and absolutely when I read your uh, you put a post up which is what one, one alerted me to, to your whole story a couple of days ago explaining like the never give up sort of mentality that this experience has given you and 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 doing what the squad does so well which is like impart imparting wisdom to help others who might be coming behind you with with either a similar issue or a different issue but but feeling so deflated with it when i read it i just thought isn't it lovely that you've got through and what you've learned from coming through it's horrific what you've had to go through but you've come through and now you can like do this podcast help other people to to gain a little bit of confidence. For any of the ladies or gentlemen who listen to the podcast, because we have lots and lots of people who listen, what would you say to them if they are in a position with their dog and they're like, I just don't know how to go forward?
1: Just don't give up. I mean, as you've said, there have been so many opportunities that I could have given up. Um, And I've had people time and time again say to me, you know, you could just sell her. You could just get another dog. You could just, and I I don't believe in selling a dog just because it's not working. You know, I want to know why it's not working. I want to fix the issue. And I think for anyone that's, that's really struggling with a certain issue, the, the most crucial thing, if anything you take from this is to find the right trainer. Um, and once you found the right trainer, work hard um I mean this this hasn't come easy I I train every day and I love it and I can see that where it's going and from where it's come um but find the right trainer stick your fingers up to those that say you can't do it and get your head down and crack on basically
0: well thank you very very much for being so Honest and vulnerable with us and telling us the story. I'm sure there's loads of people who have listened to this and have been able to take quite a lot away from it. I think it brings back to this point as well, the idea of this traditional training of of smacking them around, hitting them, beating them. That's not needed, is it? It's not needed to get the end result. No, not at all.
1: I knew we could do it because we'd done it once before, so i knew we could do it again um and you absolutely don't need to use harsh punishments for a dog um it's just not necessary find something that makes the dog work and go with it
0: fantastic well thank you very much for being with us this evening and going through all that um if anybody wants to uh, find Becky, where can they find you? You're you're in the Society Squad, so you're in there if you want to chat to you. Um, where else could they find you? Um, Yeah, I'm on the Society Squad, I'm on Facebook, and I'm also
1: on Instagram as the Crazy Spaniel Lady. Brilliant.
0: Thank you so much for your time this evening, and um, I love watching you. And I love Luna, she's absolutely gorgeous dog. I'm watching her, and I'm just like, oh, my God, no wonder... And watching her, I know the listeners can't see her now, but she is so adoring, isn't she? That isn't Right now, the dog I've seen isn't in any way hard. She is just absolutely a sweetheart. She is. So She's thank better. you all very much for listening, and ho- join us next week for another episode of LWDG Poddog. Thank you for listening to LWDG Poddog with me, Joe Perrott. Now we all know training a dog takes time, energy and patience but our lives can be really, really busy. Don't worry, the LWDG has got you covered. Join us for our free planning workshop where we'll show you how to use short 10-minute training sessions each day to fast-forward your dog's education. Our experts have years of experience in training dogs and will help you get started on the right foot. Register now and start making progress with your furry friend today. Go to our Facebook page, the Ladies Working Dog Group, and click on the pinned post or visit www.thelwdg.com.